Hey everybody, welcome to New Dad, New Dad episode number 85. This is 85. Uh, I'm sure? Eric, and I am here with my friend Dustin Lopez. Hey Dustin. Hi. Hi Eric, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm feeling very strong today. Yep. Yep. Started lifting weights. Did you really? Yeah. What did you were you like moving them from a room to another room? Nope. I lifted them over and over again like reps. I wish you would have told me you were gonna say something like this before. I would have had sound clips ready. Well that's not very funny. I gotta go lift weights. Hmm? You know what that's from? Like like that way or that way? Uh dirty work. Oh. Never saw it. Oh my god, it's a great movie. That's a classic. Is that you with talk- um you're talking about Tommy the White. guy with the mullet? Dirty work? Yeah. You're you're thinking of Joe Dirt. Dirty work yeah. is Norm McDonald and uh Oh, our, I did see Dirty family. Work. Yeah, I remember Dirty Work. It's one of my favorites. It's a staple in any house that I've lived in. Yeah, I remember that now. Not a very good movie, but... It's a fantastic, hilarious movie. I mean, it's if you liked, you know, the Ziggy Zaggy guy, then sure. The what? You know, the Ziggy Zaggy guy. You know, the man show. No, see, because they make fun of those type of people. I suppose. There's a whole fight scene where they with the fraternity, and then they, then they get back at them and get them all arrested. Okay. Well, I'll agree to disagree. Oh, Norm McDonald's a comedian, comedic genius. Is he? He is. I mean, I think he's a very funny person. Oh, well, you see, yeah, he had the Norm McDonald live show, the podcast on YouTube. Oh my God, it was some of the funniest stuff I've ever seen heard you didn't need to look no i've watched it on youtube like i said podcast on youtube oh um you need to look up his his man and we've talked i've definitely mentioned this before you have to look up his man great commercial is his ad reads for man great yeah i you have talked about that <laughs> he asked nick swartzen about his dad because my dad's dead <laughs> anyways look up norm mcdonald man great ad reads for a good time. I've definitely said that before on the podcast. Yes. Um, well, how have you been? Any any big milestones? Not really. What's left? What's left? Mm. I mean, you were just saying the other day that Ford was walking. Yeah, exactly. What, what else? That's it. Well, I mean, that's a pretty big deal. End the podcast now. We don't have Why any babies. I mean, kids are walking. <clears throat> That's it. Okay. <laughs> I yeah. Uh, I don't know. He's been sick for a long time. I don't know what's wrong. What, what do you mean? I, I mean, he hasn't been sick for a long time, but he was running a, a fever for a couple of days. I think it was because of teeth coming in, and he was just very, oh. very ornery and like wouldn't wouldn't stop crying unless you're holding him. Um, he was just, he just really wasn't himself for like a week, hmm. but he's finally back to smiling and stuff in like the last couple of days. We did have that for a few days as well. Yeah. Solomon has some molars that are in. 
Yeah, I think that's what's yeah. going on. Yeah. I mean, that's just, I guess, part of the part of the process of getting teeth, you know? Um, uh, Bo's two and a half games into T-ball now. Has he figured out how to run to first base? Oh God, you should have seen him tonight. <laughs> they, we were, we were thirty-five minutes late because I thought the game was at seven tonight. I was looking at the wrong day. The game was at six, so we left the house at six thirty. Got there six thirty-five. Um, and the way they do it is they just play for an hour and like both teams bat twice. Well, his team was just finishing up batting for the second time, so he wasn't going to get the bat. So the other team batted. He farted around in the field. He doesn't chase any balls. Um, most of the time, he's sitting on the ground. Oh God! And then after that team was done batting, they're like, "Okay, let's you know, hey, you know, let's switch real quick so that he can bat." So they basically made the other kids go on the field again so he could get one bat in. Yeah. <laughs> so like three or four kids on his team took a you know hit the ball. So he hits it. After he hits it, he just stands there. And then he waits for someone like to basically push him and be like, dude, run, just run. And then he runs like half speed to first base. So then he's on first base, <coughs> playing in the dirt on his butt. And, you know, me and the coaches are like, oh, you have to stand up. You got to run when the ball hits. The ball gets hit. And he runs towards the pitcher's mound. And, oh, then, towards, and then towards the middle of like in between home and third. And then towards the middle of third and second, and then finally he made it to second base. Oh God! Um, he's the only kid that hasn't figured it out. Well, he's, he's just not paying attention. Yeah, maybe he's a little distracted. He's he wants to play in the dirt and just dig. Yeah. Well, maybe T-ball isn't his thing. You know. That's- it's more for like, I would like him just to learn to like, you know, take instruction and pay attention. Like this is just one of those things. Right. I feel you on that one. So I would, I would love it if my kid would listen to me. Honestly, I think Quinn would probably do a better job out there. than him. She's more compliant. No, not even. I think she'd just be more interested in, in doing what the other kids are doing. Yeah. And like, well, like I pulled out the tea that we have at home, the like the you know the hollow plastic tea, <clears throat> and Bo took like three swings, and he was interested in it on, I think that was on Sunday. Um, and then Quinn, she's like, it's my turn, and she just kept doing it and doing it and doing it. Like she wasn't hitting it anywhere, but she was at least interested in doing it. Right. So hopefully by next, well, Jesus, it won't even be next year when we can sign her up. It'll be the year after that. Right. Um, well, I will say uh, discipline is an important, you know, thing that comes out of sports. So I've been reading all over the place for the last couple of weeks about how specialization is so important. Tiger Woods was playing golf at two years old and da 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 da. You know, it's like crazy. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. I mean, there's no way that. I was going to have that kind of patience for any, any sport. Right. No, I mean, that's makes sense. Definitely makes sense. It actually is kind of corollary to my topic for the day. 
which I've already revealed to you. Okay. I read an article after we got off the podcast last week or the week before last, whenever it was. It's been sitting on my desktop ever since. And the title of it caught my eye. It said, Masculine Traits Linked to Better Parenting for Some Dads. Key is for men to also believe they should nurture study finds. And if you read this um, study, it was published this week in the Journal of Psychology of Men and Masculinities. Now, that's an interesting journal title, um, but I guess there's a journal all about this. And the men in the study were participating in the New Parents Project, which is a long-term study um, investigating how dual earner couples, so when two people are working, adjust to becoming parents for the first time. And there's so much to unpack unpack in just that first little bit, right? Um, But I'm not going to get into that. Basically, the whole concept is that nurturing father roles uh, beliefs were measured by asking men to rate how much they agreed with nine statements like men should care or men should share with child care, such as bathing, feeding, and dressing the child. And nine months after the child was born, the researchers watched the fathers interact with the infants by themselves and with the mother. The research rated the fathers on their positive parenting behavior and on how well they co-parented together with mothers. And the results, uh, of course, you know, back to the title of the article, the results showed that, uh, as they had predicted, that men who believed they should have a nurturing father role had higher quality interactions with their child and were better at co-parenting with their partner. But researchers were surprised to find that the more men said they fit the stereotypical definition of real men, uh, the more they were also rated as showing good parenting behavior. And uh, so it was interesting we talk about things like sports. We talk about things like discipline. We talk about you know, so many different things here, right? Um, it's interesting to think of how our interactions with our kids are, and we've talked about this before, the words that we use as fathers to a daughter or the fathers to a son are different, and it affects the interactions that we have with the kids. And so something else to be kind of like, very, I don't consider myself like extra masculine. Um, and so as a result, you know, I nurture a lot more and I helicopter a lot more. Um, but this was like really interesting to think about like how, um, I should be conscious of, of masculine traits and things that stereotypical, you know, men do and kind of like the melding, you know, everything in moderation kind of thing. What are your thoughts? Do they give like more specific examples? Uh, yeah, you know, well, I mean, I'm sure in the, in the actual journal article, they go really deeply into it, but this is just an article about it. But yeah, basically um, it, uh, it emphasized that father's, in the sample were highly educated um, and had partners who also worked. Um, it may not apply to all fathers, but some of the um, things that it says is, if fathers can preserve the best of these stereotypical masculine characteristics 
without the negatives like hostile sexism, that is good for families. Um, people that fathers that saw themselves as competitive and adventurous and other masculine traits tended to be really engaged with their kids. They were not checked out. And like, that's something that, you know, that one little, that checked out phrase is something that's been like so heavy on me lately because, you know, work is busy, work is this, but it's like lately for the last five or six weeks, all I've been like is just screw work. I don't care about anything. I just want to hang out with the kids. When I'm with the kids, I'm like there, you know, sometimes I'm like on TikTok or something like that. Right. But um, for the most part, I'm not even doing that anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm literally like playing with them and, you know, going outside and I feel like, you know, I'm ready to like be a dad again. Um, and like hang out and, and it's summertime and like fun. And, um, man, I just don't want to be checked out. It's like mm. it's the one thing I fear the most. Actually, <clears throat> I fear going through an intersection and getting hit by another car most. My second biggest fear is being checked out. I don't ever want to be that guy because I think it's just a horrible, horrible way to, um, it's a bad example, you know? And actually, to your point, with Bo and listening, I think one thing for you to be conscious of, now that I'm kind of talking it out loud, not that you're asking for my opinion anyway, is being conscious of what he's doing that mirrors what your interaction with him is like. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So um, everything that our kids do, they, they mimic so much of us. And I think it's really important to, to be conscious of that. <clears throat> you said you need to read this article. Would you like me to send it to you? Sure. I'll send it to you right now. Um, uh, your name is Eric. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He has a late bedtime today. Super masculine. I, you want to say hi to Mr. Eric? He's right here. Say in the microphone. Here, just come say hi. Right here. Say hi in the microphone. <laughs> say hi. <laughs> Good night, you buddy. You being shy? I want to say with daddy. You're going to go to bed now, okay? Good night. Have a kisses? Love you. <laughs> say goodnight, okay. Eric. Good night, Eric. You say it in here. Say goodnight, Eric. Okay. Good job. Good, Good job. potato. I'm talking on the speaker phone. Mm -hmm. Okay, I sent that to you. But in any case, um, you know, it led me down the rabbit hole, obviously. Um, um, and, and really that whole, um, you know, checked out mentality, right, is just like something that's so prevalent. Um, yeah, I do it. I do it all the time. Well, let me give you some good news, though. So there's a USA Today article that talks all about and the title of this one on the reverse side of things is like, because I wanted some tips and tricks to like come on the podcast with, right? Mm. Like how not to check out. And the um, if you just Google, you know, I, I don't know what it was, but it's like, you know, something like delete your, delete your apps on your phone. 
Well, no, no, no. It's, it has nothing to do with that. The, the article title was why I sometimes, quote unquote, check out for a few minutes around my kids and no, I'm not ashamed. And this is, you know, written by Sonia Holler, right? And it's in USA Today. And, um, and she goes on to say about how she was that parent and, you know, her kids are older now and stuff. And um, anyway, her story was that she knows this dad and he's really hands on. You know, I feel like I'm kind of like that. And it's his responsibility, but you're more hands-on than I am even. It's And it's his responsibility um, to, uh, you know, kind of be Mr. Mom in a lot of ways. Uh, and he wasn't being fully present. Uh, and he was checking out, checking out. And um, it's, it's, this is what it said. That was really funny. It's difficult to feel the sand in your toes when so much can go wrong at any moment, parents must constantly be thinking ahead. And that's okay. Maybe even life-saving. Um, how are you going to stop a child's inevitable bone-breaking fall unless you're already there and can see and then stop it before it happens? Uh, and the, the real like aha moment was parents aren't fully present because sometimes they need to be in four places at once and two different time zones for the well-being of their children or their own sanity. And even if you're still there, <laughs> um, you're still not there. We were out in the front yard and Solly has this little slide and a little climbing thing on the other side of it and a little platform at the top. And he, I'm standing right next to him. I look at Mateo at the bounce house that my mom got him. And then I look back over at Solly and he's falling fr like from a foot and a half in the air. And he fell on his back and I just caught him. He still fell. I picked him up. He wasn't crying at first. Then he realized what had happened. Maybe he got the wind knocked out of him and he started just crying his eyes out. And even when you're there, you're still, I'm not, I'm not on my phone or anything like that. You're still not going to fix everything. I, but I think that the longer psychological aspects, the, 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 what I'm talking about with maybe in your instance, a bow being kind of checked out at the plate, right? Maybe there's something to the, to the bigger picture there. And so um, I don't think it's as simple as just delete the apps and da-da-da-da-da. Because if it's not going to be an app, it's going to be a TV show. If it's not a TV show, then it's this or whatever. Um, you can't always fix everything. But you can, you can try to engage more. And, um, and if you're able to do that, I think that the longer-term effects are much more positive. So do you want some tips yet or no? Oh, we, we haven't done the tips yet. Okay. Just a tip. Just for a second. Just to see how it feels. Thank you. I feel better now. Just a tip. Just for a second. Just to see how it feels. Um, okay. So some examples of present but absent uh, as a parent. You know, somebody that says, never says I love you or is around but unapproachable. If you're a parent that's always busy watching TV or working or using a screen uh, somebody that shuns physical affection um, or, you know, one of the worst ones, going through prolonged stress uh, and you're somebody that's unable to engage, right? Constantly stressed out. Um, this doesn't mean that when you're in a bad I don't know mood, anybody like that, Dustin. Well, this that's doesn't mean stressed the, out. the good news know. here is, is that these things are, are, there's tips here, right? But mm. it doesn't mean that when you're in a bad mood or you're zoned out for the evening because you had a bad day, 
you know, this isn't, that's not, that's not what we're talking about. You're allowed to certainly have, everybody has bad days, but the, when, when these things are all the time, that's when you need to, you know, kind of evaluate and, and realize that there are long-term effects of being kind of this absent parent. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we want to change that, right? We want to do the opposite of everything I just listed out. Um, but we also want to make sure that we're doing things like reassuring our children because, you know, this kind of behavior that we just listed out, sometimes it, it causes, you know, a fear of failure. It creates a fear of standing out or a fear, a fear of being alone. Um, we want to build self-confidence. Um, and so there's a, a, a few things that you can do uh, that aren't going to make your kids perfect, but it certainly is going to help. So the first thing. Uh, be there with your whole body, your whole heart, your soul, whatever you want to call it. And remember, ultimately, that your kids feel it when you're disconnected. And when your kids act out, when your kids are looking for attention, quote unquote, this is because you're not there with your whole body, your whole heart, your whole soul. Um, it's really, really important. This is something I've been working on all week long. Hey, Mateo, look at daddy. And when he doesn't do it, look at daddy, look at daddy's nose. You know, he knows where my nose is, right? And he looks at my nose. I want to make eye contact and I want to talk to him, not at him. I want to talk and explain things to him and let him ask questions and those kinds of things. That's where he feels at two and a half years old, you know, most comfortable is asking questions. What's this? What's that? I want to see this. I want that, you know, these kinds of things. And then last thing is don't forget how much a hug helps, you know, uh, the, the, the power of physical touch. Uh, so to give hugs, um, and if you're a, you know, a, a tickle monster or a, a kisser or whatever you are, um, or whatever, you, you know, you, you, maybe you're not that person and maybe that's a little outside of your comfort zone, fine, but be sure to give hugs and allow contact because this is good for your kids. And, um, so just, you know, one last reminder, you know, balance is always key. Um, you're going to have bad days, uh, but um, you, you, you can say you can be being absent doesn't mean saying no. You're, you're allowed to say no. You're allowed to say not right now. Um, these are not long term effect kind of things. Um, they maintain boundary. Um, you know, that's really important to have boundaries. Um, but we need to set limits. We need to be balanced. And I think that will really help. And that's that. What do you think? <clears throat> what Mandy said, talking to them and not at them is so hard. Yeah, um, it definitely I, is. I try. It's a daily battle with June to like, I just want to stop yelling in the house. And that's like everybody. Like I want the kids to stop yelling, which is unreasonable probably. But well, do you think yelling has to be talking at them? Like you can talk to them and, you know, be stern. I know. That's what I try and do. And I try and explain an issue rather than just, you know, screaming at them. Um, but sometimes right. just like tonight was a night where I just got like, I'm just so frustrated with everything happening and like 40s crying He's got lots of boogers. Quinny's screaming about 
not having the right baby in her bed or some shit that I don't even understand. Like I brought literally every baby into her bed and she's still just screaming in her bed. And like, I can't help anymore. Uh, you just get to a breaking point. And I feel like with God, with, with three and with Bo never stop talking. It's just sometimes there's so much noise happening in the house that I just lose it. Yeah. And I hate, I, 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 hate you. It. I hate it so much. I, I slammed the, the, um, the screen door the yesterday actually because there's so many so much screaming and then Melissa's alarm kept going off and then the dogs dog started barking and I get that that doesn't mean that you're not present though you're allowed to feel you know an emotion from being overwhelmed or you know frustrated that things aren't going the right way or what have you that's that doesn't mean that you're absent that doesn't mean that you you're not present in your kids lives um obviously if it happens you know every day that's a different story i mean anger is not something that you know a kid needs to be absorbing at their age you know day in and day out but uh, i think it's a healthy response getting angry or frustrated mm. but again i don't even think that means like that you're talking at them I think that you can talk to your kids about how you made a mistake. You know, like I had to tell Mateo today, you know, he threw a screwdriver at me. <laughs> he got frustrated because I was telling him to eat his soup. He didn't want to. I said, we're going to turn the iPad off, uh, which is not what you're supposed to do because the iPad has nothing to do with the soup at all. Um, but I was frustrated and, you know, that was my resolution. So he threw a, a screwdriver at me. It was a little one. Um, that he's been holding around all day. And uh, I couldn't believe that he did it. So then I, uh, no, he threw his yogurt and then he threw this, the screwdriver. And I said, if you throw that screwdriver at me, you're going in your room. And so I put him in his room. Boy, you and, uh, <laughs> did you put the idea in his head? You probably shouldn't have just said anything at all. Well, he was he was prepping to after he threw the yogurt. Okay. In any case, uh it wasn't a great response is he is he watching an ipad in close proximity to eating soup as well yeah man that is dangerous no this ipad is like broken to all hell mm. so you know it's not dangerous at all i promise um what's dangerous is that he's hooked on the ipad and that's the only way that he can eat sometimes mm. uh, but um i think that uh, the, the lesson learned there is I had to explain to him afterwards <clears throat> that, you know, daddy made a mistake and he got frustrated and, you know, sent you to your room and, you know, you shouldn't be throwing things at people um, and that uh, he should apologize for that. And he apologized and I apologized for sending him to his room because his room going to his room had nothing to do with anything. Like, why did I do that? I have no idea. Mm. And we both made a mistake and we move on and we learn. And that's that's talking to your kids, not at them. I mean, in my opinion, at least. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Um, sure. 
Sorry, I was checked out. That's all right. I feel like you're an absent. You're you're an absent co co podcast partner. To well today, yeah, mostly. <laughs> well, I think we're both in a similar situation. You're probably for a little bit longer. Pa- uh, Paula is on vacation this week, and you have no uh, parents-in-law, right? Yeah, and no, and Maggie is uh, has been transitioning out of finals for law school into a summer internship. Mm-hmm. So I have like zero, zero childcare, zero. I don't know how single moms do it. Or single dads, I guess. Oh. Any single parent. I just, I don't get it. I don't know how y'all do it. So, yeah. Good luck. Godspeed. I don't know how you do it. I, mean, I don't know how you're going to do it. With three kids, especially. It's already, well, it's practically Wednesday. I sent the kids to school what three days this week or to next door to daycare uh-huh. school um, for three full days instead of, you know, Bo was going to how many days a week was he gone? He was going three days a week for half days and Quinn was going for one half day a week. Um, so this week we have them both going three full days while I work from home. Because I can handle 40 while I'm working. But I can't handle them. That's rough. Not going to lie. I mean, it's great. I, I get a ton of stuff done here at the house. I love I love working from home so much. Um, how do you, I don't know how you get things done, man. I don't know. I, I, just, I just do it. I like it. I get so distracted. I, well, I have this awesome... I, I got... A new computer. Hey, you got a PC yeah. instead of a Mac. Right? Isn't that crazy? But I got two monitors. I'm waiting for my cords for the second monitor to, to do a dual monitor setup. But um it's looking uh looking pretty fresh. I like it in here a lot. Yeah, that's nice. I moved the desk around so now my my shelves are in behind me. Any any key points of advice to anyone that's listening that is trying to create a a zen space for their office no there's nothing zen about this right now it's like it's still messy these these shelves back here are still not cleaned up the way i like them but Uh uh-huh i'll probably get that figured out tomorrow got it so whenever I add something new or if I move something to a room, I need that room to be completely put together. Mm-hmm. Well. Well. What else you got for me? I don't I feel like I covered everything that I had. Well, there was one more thing I wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. There always is. Um, last thing of the day. Um, so, uh, where did I put that note? Hold on one second. 
Oh, here it is. Okay. So you were talking about the T-ball thing earlier, and I was talking about early specialization. I knew mm-hmm. I read it from somewhere. And there was another tab up, a few tabs down from the article that I had already sent you. And number six on this list of par- uh, a psychologist says parents are exceptionally resilient and successful kids always do these seven things. Six is they promote early specialization. And that doesn't mean that your kid gives up on other things, uh, perhaps for fun or even developing additional skills. Uh, it just means that they've picked the activity where they're committed to putting in an effort required to be uh, as good as they can be at it. And, um, you know, the parent mindset is that the earlier they encourage their kids to learn the basics of a field their kid shows promise in, the sooner they'll be able to progress to more advanced skills in it. And um, so, you know, maybe try some other things with Bo was what I was going to say. Um, I don't have, my kids don't do anything like that. I don't know where they're, like Tiger Woods was like playing with golf clubs at two. And like Mateo's two. I feel like that's a situation where they're just being forced to do that stuff. Do you think? I'm golfing, you're going to golf. I don't know, man. I don't know if that's the way it went. Yeah, look at what Mandy says. Be careful with introducing new things. Like, cause that's like, I mean, my schedule with, you know, three kids and our work schedule is crazy enough that like Bo's lucky he's playing T-ball right now. I can't, I can't have him trying out a bunch of different stuff all at once. Right. No, I understand that. I yeah, got that. As much as, so I've, I've been completely against soccer to just altogether cause I hate it as a sport, mm-hmm. but I also, I don't understand uh, that, but <clears throat> For kids that small, it might be the only one that they would actually like because they're literally just running around all the time towards a ball, like all of them are. Okay. And I think that that would probably be something that Bo could get into rather than, you know, trying to get him to stand around. Like T-ball and baseball are just, oh, they're so boring. Yes, that's true. For a four-year-old, I just—I I don't remember ever playing that young. I know I did probably, but I mean, I played everything. I played soccer. I don't know what your disdain for soccer is. I just hate soccer as a sport. I don't. I don't. It's, it's I mean, what? What did soccer ever do to you? It's stupid. I, I like women. You got, to eat, you got to eat orange slices. I mean, orange slices. I hate oranges. Also. What is wrong with you? Why do you hate everything I love? Oranges are disgusting. What is wrong with an orange? Do you like orange flavored anything? Like, do you like a creamsicle? Yeah, just I just topped off our orange juice just now. But you hate oranges. Yeah, no, I won't eat an orange. Man, it's what about if they're like super cold? They're squishy and firm. No. What if it's super cold? No, it's like eating a like a piece of your ins like a body part. What? Yeah, no, I don't like that. I'm not into it. I don't like grapes or anything like that. You don't like frozen grapes? No, I've never... I I couldn't tell you if I've ever had a grape on purpose. Dude, I don't know what to do right now. I didn't get a body like this eating a bunch of fruits, okay? (laughs) 
You didn't? What? When when did we realize this? Like bananas and apples. That's it. That's all I really do. Oh, Lord. And bananas, I don't even like eating bananas whole anymore. Like I'll put them in a smoothie. We've had this conversation. I hate bananas whole. It but gives me a gag reflex. As long as, yeah, as long as I don't have to feel what it feels like. I just ate too many bananas when I was little. Get like a super gag reflex on that. But I eat a I eat a banana every day in a smoothie. Because um, you don't have to texture text texturalize it. Whatever. Anyway, you ready for books? Sure. Books. Um, so, uh, before we get to the book this week, I just want to make sure that everybody understands something in addition to Lost being a bad show. Um, Melissa's next series that she's on is Downton Abbey, and I think that it's an upgrade, no doubt, but nonetheless, it seems uh, so an boring, awful, awful awfully boring i mean like to the nth degree boring and for the life of me i cannot get into a room where she's not watching it did she already watch that other one that everybody was watching that the the bridgerton what bridgerton on netflix don't tell her about a new show eric don't encourage this it's a shonda rhimes joint but it's in like that time but so but they're all like banging each other i don't that's just no i'm not it sounds like it'd be why more, don't we just not watch tv for a few weeks like more upper alley than than downton abbey it's so boring i just for the life of me i just want to get rid of every screen in the freaking house yeah mandy says she needs to watch bridgerton that's it's not, like if she likes grays and whatever like she doesn't watch grays anymore she hasn't watched grays since mateo was born no, because she's but, too afraid of all but, the ki- the kid drama that's in there Oh, not anymore. Now it's just everybody dying. Um, well, yeah, kids die and parents die and oh, everybody dies. Anyway, but you're still watching it. Yeah, of course. I, I only watch three shows. I watch The Goldbergs, I watch Grey's Anatomy, and I watch well, SVU. Um, this Thursday, you know, somebody's leaving. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't know that. Leaving the show. They set it up last week. I don't know if I saw last week. Oh, well. I haven't, I haven't, dude, I I just haven't watched television very much. That's all. Somebody's leaving the show. I don't think he's going to die, but I think it's going to be what's his face? Um, um, Jackson Avery. Yeah. Duh. He didn't want to be on the show anyway. Whatever. Um, do you have a book? Because I have another show to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. Um, so, uh, as... Hold on. Uh, sorry, sorry. Mandy says that Jackson's going to have a spinoff. I didn't read anything about that. I didn't read anything about that either. And who would watch that anyway? I don't think so. I think he'll go and get himself a Shonda show, probably. Like his own. Well, that's what she means. Is a, is a... I don't know. Because Shonda doesn't have anything to do with Grey's anymore. She hasn't for years. 
Well, it's her show that she created, she though. Created it, right? But she has nothing to do with what's happening. No, I know, I know that. Um, I he'll go get his own show somewhere, but he's not. I don't think he's going to do a spinoff with what April. Um, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know. Mate, I mean, that, that could be. I don't know. They got to end that show. They got to just. They just signed for another another they just, year. Signed for one more year. That has to be the last year. Well, yeah, they couldn't make this the last year because friggin' <laughs> Meredith spent all season in a goddamn bed. Yeah, I don't get that part either. So anyway, okay. The worst season of Grey's by far, and there's been some doozies. Okay, are you ready for the book? You have a book? Yeah, so I have something that's going to bring back some, some serious memories for you, okay? And this is a really, really important book to me because if you've ever read a Little Critter book, you know what I'm talking about, okay? Have you ever read a Little Critter book? Um, can you show me it? Okay, I'm going to show it to you in a second. Uh, this book is called I Just Forgot, a Little Critter Book, paperback, picture book, August 18th, 1999, even though these were around much earlier than that. This is a paperback book for $3.99. Um, this is a 24-page book. It's, it's written by Mercer Mayer, author and illustrator. This is a teacher's pick. It's part of a huge series of books, Little Critter books. Um, I love Little Critters. And uh, if you uh, go ahead and, and look that up, you'll uh, you'll know what I'm talking about. Okay. I think the, they're fantastic. And if anybody ever read a Little Critter book, they'll, they'll appreciate that. Oh, those weird-looking dudes. They're not weird-looking. They're just little critters. What are they? They don't, I don't know. Say what they are. Okay. Look at there's there's just speculation. Porcupine, hamster, hedgehog, capybara, uh, guinea pig. Sure. You don't know. You don't know. It is yeah. what it is. I remember these guys. And it brings back some good memories, doesn't it? Oh man. Hold on. I'm gonna show you something. It's a little, little extra treat for the uh patrons here. So Bo and Quinn both had these um, stuffed animals from the Disney store, like little baby stuffed animal versions of Pua from Moana, and then Quinn had uh, Simba from from The Lion King. That I needed to say that. Um, share screen. Share screen. Uh, Chrome tab. This one. Share. Um, all right. Do you see that? Yeah. So that that's Quinn Simba, right? So that has uh that guy's been through some stuff with us. Um got him on Easter. They love these things so much. Uh Quinn left it in the rainforest one time and I, I had to run back in and, and find it. Like I ran through the whole place and found it sitting by the ants. Um so I'm sitting here scrolling on Facebook last night after I came in from like riding my bike down to get the mail. And I, I see this, and it was posted 10 hours before. I was like, oh, crap. We took a walk last night. Quinn must have left Simba down at the cul-de-sac. 
someone posted this in our um, neighborhood resale page. That this this stuffed animal is found down in the out. Blah blah blah. Oh, that's nice. She's she's trying to find her, his owner. Right. I thought you, she was just like found something and was like, yeah, here no, you no. go. Here's like five dollars for no, um, you know, for some other kid's little kid's toy. <laughs> no. So I, um, you know, I I got on my bike and rode down there, and this is what this is what I found. Oh no! What happened? Someone effing destroyed it like either some some teenagers or something or just some asshole like construction workers like blew it up with something they just destroyed it how would they do that sitting on the ground like i don't think it was a dog a dog isn't just walking and like sees a stuffed animal and tears it apart just randomly well that's not true on the least I, i like this look at this this thing was like destroyed yeah, no, it definitely is screwed. <laughs> I mean, off, all the stuffing out, like ripped in multiple places. Like, uh, so that was that. Um, so I had to order another one from the Disney store. And she hasn't asked for it yet. Well, hopefully she doesn't ask for it before bed. Yeah, it should be here hopefully before the weekend. I think it'll be at the office on Friday. I know I won't be there. <clears throat> um, but Bose still got his uh, his Pua, which they usually, like, if one has theirs, the other one gets theirs. But she hasn't asked anything about it yet. Huh. I keep trying to exit out on the screen, but there we go. So that was cool. Back up, man. A jerk. Yeah. Um. Also, uh, the uh, my friend's podcast is making its triumphant return. <laughs> We've been on a, a year plus yadis with the the friends podcast with Angel. Yeah. So we're gonna, we're gonna do we're gonna do the next episode this week and release it that's that's how you do on a friend's podcast um because the the reunion's happening in a couple of weeks so we want to strike while Bring the iron i guess um but also there's that controversy around the like, i don't know who who says it's controversial or whatever but people are upset because they see the cast list for this reunion whatever the reunion is going to be and it, it doesn't include any black people <laughs> again yeah, that was a show that did not was not the most PC kind of show. Yeah. Like not even like you couldn't just get Aisha Tyler back to for the reunion to to talk or something. Or like Gabriella Union was on it. Was she? Yeah, she was I uh I knew that, but I Joey and uh and Ross try and date her in the same episode. Huh. They try and sabotage each other. Um, but yeah, the, I saw that in Daily Mail. It's like uh, Friends reunion deemed racist. Well, well I mean, the show in general was pretty racist. I mean, every show that was on TV that wasn't, you know, Family Matters and Fresh Prince of Bel Air was, you know, white people. 
it's not like it was doing anything particularly different than everybody else on TV. Right. No, no doubt. Just, un- just unfortunate. Yeah. But uh, Malala's involved in it somehow. I'm like, this, the list of people is very strange. And BTS and uh, Lady Gaga. But Malala, I couldn't. I'm like, Malala, what the hell is Malala doing there? I don't know who Malala is. We should look up Malala. Okay. Anyways, but <clears throat> so me and Angel are going to be recording that and releasing that this week and hopefully going to get two episodes in before the reunion. What we want to do is a um, a quick reaction, like the night that it comes out at midnight, watch it and then record live about it and release right away. So mm-hmm. that's my plans. Okay. So it could be a dumpster fire. Well, I'm rooting for you. For what? Anything. I mean, people are going to be talking about it no matter what happens. I just don't don't really. You're talking about the episode. Reunion. The reunion could be a dumpster fire. Not your podcast. No, no, I'm not worried about that. I was rooting for you and your podcast. Okay, that's, yeah. So am I. Good. It's just a it's just a fun thing to do. That's all. Yeah, no oh. doubt. I I enjoyed listening to um the five minutes that I was on your podcast. That's all you listen to. Yes, that's nice. Thanks I lot. really have a limited attention span for audiovisual. You can't put medium. stuff in the background and listen to it. No, I gotta. I, otherwise, it'll distract me. I want to listen to the thing. Then what? What's the point? I mean, I'm not the type of person that can give my attention to two things at the same time. Okay. Um, well, you can find us at New Dad, Newer Dad all over the place. Um, Patreon.com slash New Dad, Newer Dad. What else, Dustin? Dustin on the road. The Bearded DJ. Do it. That's about it. Do it. What do we got for next week? Next week, I don't know. Give us a, give us a teaser, Eric. I, I I can't. I don't know what. Damn it. Okay. Well, it's a surprise for everybody. Find out what happens next time on New Dad, Newer Dad. Start recording. Was that? He said it's a surprise for us when we start recording too. That's true. That's very true. Um, okay, well, I guess that leaves us where we're at, right? Great, great. You know what they say here on New Dad, Newer Dad every single week, except for those first couple episodes. Be a dad, be a real dad. Three weeks be before your kids. Huh? What? What? Nothing. Oh. Read a book to your kids. Bye. Bye.